Hi, I'm Kelly Modla, and this is my life, wildlife. I'm a federal wildlife officer here at the Kenai National Wildlife Refuge in Soldotna, Alaska. My job as a federal wildlife officer is, uh, obviously we get a lot of the recreating, visiting public. So we're out there to not only enforce regulations, but we give out a lot of information just to interact with the public. And we've got volunteers and of course our, our employees you know, we're visible presence for the public in order to get questions answered, suggestions, that type of thing. I grew up in Pennsylvania. My family enjoyed the being outdoors and doing some camping and fishing, especially with my dad. Lots of deer in Pennsylvania and waterfowl. And so we would just enjoy getting out to the local lake and just um, seeing the wildlife and uh, hanging out together. And so, yeah, I always, I've always had a great, you know, love of the outdoors and just the quiet, the peace that you, you know, experience out there. I started out in animal husbandry, and then I jumped to agricultural business because I was looking to go into the Peace Corps. I actually wanted to go to Kenya and volunteer at a wildlife preserve. Then I came to Alaska that summer. I took a trip with the Sierra Club up to the Brooks Range, and for three weeks we canoed and we just saw the wildlife. And I just fell in love with, you know, fell in love with Alaska. But I'd already been in love with just being out in nature. And then it was like, well, you know, I think I want to, I think I want to stick around here and maybe come back to Alaska. And so that's what I did. I, I did my interview with the Peace Corps, but you know, life took me a different way. And so then, you know, here I am. I started with Fish and Wildlife and as I, I was a biological technician. So I got a taste of that working on a sea otter project in Prince William Sound and then a brown bear project. And so then I, I met a couple game wardens who actually worked here at the refuge. And I was doing a boating safety class and I wondered what it's like to be a you know, wildlife officer. So I, I went back the following year and I jumped into a seasonal ranger academy in um, Petaluma, California. So I first season I worked over in Kenai Fjords in Seward as a ranger, law enforcement ranger. And then I knew I wanted to do a little more of the game warden stuff. So I jumped over here, jumped to fish and wildlife, but came over to the other side of the peninsula to the Kenai Refuge. I eventually got hired on as a seasonal and then, you know, got hired on permanent as a full-time officer. So that's kind of the route it took. I really love my job. I love the encounters I have with people and, and, you know, most of them are pretty good. You know, everybody's just looking for information or, you know, things to see, or, you know, they want to know where the wildlife's at. It could be early in the day and you could be coming on ski like loop and there's black bears that are just eating the vegetation, especially, you know, sometime in the spring, they'll be out along there and they're used to a little bit of that, you know, the traffic that goes along. Although it's a little bit earlier, fishing has not quite started. So you may get lucky and you just get to see those kind of windows into wildlife and they're just uh, out there doing their thing. They're aware that you're around, but you know, people are driving by taking pictures or just, you know, you're floating down a river and you, there's a moose in the way, there's a moose in, in the channel, that type of thing. And there's no motor because I'm in a canoe and it's quiet. You never know what's around the next bend. And so you're kind of waiting and you're kind of hoping for something, you know, but it could be, you know, it could be a beaver, it could be whatever. Or maybe you'll come across a bear track, which I love. And I love taking bear casts. I, you know, when I get a chance to do that, I'll have some, you know, uh, material with me so I can, you know, do a bear cast. And I've done that. It's just fun to bring that back. I'll share that with my kids. And it's a great memory. And it's like, wow, you know, pretty special. And then some of the outreach that I've gotten to do, I've enjoyed that because working with kids, you know, you have maybe the next generation of kids that are interested in conservation, whatever path that may be, you know, game warden, you know, biologist, refuge manager. So in 2014, the Kenai Refuge hosted the first game warden camp. 
So one of the activities we do, which is a um, wildlife forensics like uh, crime scene. So I'll just set up a crime scene with some dead critters. I'll get some things that we have in our freezer, like a bald eagle, go to Department of Fish and Game. And I've had, you know, a brown bear cub. I've had a beaver or a lynx. And then I'll just set up a, uh, a wildlife crime scene. And so I'll put out some shell casings and some ketchup for blood and... Um, you know, some trash and things. And then we have the critter down on the trail. And then I just get the kids together and I set up a scenario for them. And I say, this is what we have. We don't have a lot of information, but this is what, you know, we're at this, you know, whodunit trail. And Kathy call me back, wants to know if you can check it out. I heard some gunshots, that type of thing. So I, I walk them through, I give them some tools like a metal detector and we have some eyeglasses to look at the ballistics if we see any shell casings and, you know, we have cameras because, you know, we always have a camera always taking pictures. And so we, we walk through it that way. And so that's that's one that kind of gets them an idea of what we do. And that's usually they, a lot of fun. Then we have a skulls and bones and duck ID. So some of the things that we as game wardens would, you know, need to know on a, you know, just part of our job. And then we'll do archery because that's always popular. That doesn't have anything to do with a game warden. It's just game wardens or even non, you know, somebody who's not law enforcement. We have our biologist, our refuge manager. You know, we've have everybody who's interested in pitching in and helping out as an instructor has worked with us on these game warden camps. We'll do, we have our canine officer on occasion. He's come in and just done a demonstration with his dog. That's been great. We've done um, GPS, map and compass and boating safety. And then we would do something like a little, you know, those Altoids tins, we would do uh, like a mini survival tin. And so in that, I usually had a baggie with a, a tea candle and like some, a piece of fishing line with a hook and some matches and some fire starter. And sometimes I could come up with some small knives and then we put it together, but we talk about, you know, how are you prepared when you go out for a hike? What do you do? What do you and your family do? You know, if you're going out boating, it depends on what you're up to. But, you know, having this just gives you a little something, right? You know, if you didn't have this, you could use the tin as a, um, a mirror, that type of thing. You could actually boil a little water. So it's kind of just getting them in that mindset of, you know, being prepared, you know, no matter what you're doing, have a little extra food, the right kind of clothing, that type of stuff. So things that they can apply to everyday life. And then they get a, they would give them a conservation coin at the end. We've gone down to Eisenbeck and we've done it down in Cold Bay. Uh, we've gone to Falls Pass, so we went even further down. So that was fantastic. And working going down the communities that are in and along the Kuskokwim River in the Delta Refuge, the Yukon Refuge there. That was fantastic. That's probably one of the most fun things. You know, the kids were just great. I mean, they just like hung on you. You know, I was trying to get in the one small bush plane and the kids are like, just talking to you till you're getting in the plane. You know, they just, they want to put your jacket on. They want to try your vest on. They just, they can't get enough of it. They love it. And it was a positive experience. I'm not there to write a ticket. I'm not there to do any of that. I'm just there for the kids, which was fantastic. But the bigger picture I think there is just that one, you're, you know, stewardship and that you spark a little interest and that, you know, you take a little bit more time when you're out in the wildlife and fisheries and that kind of thing. And just doing the right thing when you're out there, that type of thing. And just appreciating it, respecting the resource. And I think that's usually the takeaway. And then we have all these fun activities that we do. So we're like a front country refuge as opposed to back country. So we're just, it's just easy access so people can drive down. And when the sockeye salmon are in, you know, we are busy up at um, other parts of the refuge than, than some other parts that are not as busy. It just kind of transitions. So right now we've moved into hunting season and some fishing going on. 
but not so busy in those areas where the fishing was really hot. And so we'll slide into trapping season here and then snow machine, you know, the winter activities. But, you know, we won't have as much of the visiting public from the lower 48 or Anchorage, that type of thing. You know, it's just a lot of locals. I have a couple places that I enjoy going and some of it, you know, you don't get there easily. You know, sometimes it's maybe you're flying in the plane and you're getting dropped off, which is some of the backcountry. We've done horse patrols, which I've loved. It's myself, another rider, and three animals, three horses, and I've seen some stunning country going back that way. And again, you don't know what you're going to run into. You know, we ran into some ground hornets one time, and <clears throat> I grew up with a horse, but I didn't realize what, you know, what a, how a horse would react to a ground hornet. And the person that was ahead of me on her horse, the rider, um, just said, hey, Kelly, I think there's some hornets. And, and I said, well, okay, I'm going to take my horse through, and I forget his name. Um, well, he wanted to, you know, horses are pack animals, and they want to stay with their pack. And we have a pack animal that was loose, uh, Bob. He was uh, he stayed between us, and he had all of our gear. And so he kept going, and my horse wanted to go that way, and I, I didn't want that horse, my horse to go that way because that's where the hornets were at. And he's throwing his head, and I was kind of ready to maybe either get thrown off or just, like, get through it. And we got through it. We just actually just kind of skirted right through. But it was fantastic. It was a little nerve-wracking. You know, I think we all can say that we've come across the wildlife violation, and you don't really have much to go on. Let's say a moose that's been shot, um, and it's a sublegal. Right now, moose season is open, but in the past, we've had that happen where somebody may not want to admit that they've shot an animal that's not legal to shoot, and so then they may just leave it. And so then that becomes a wanton waste, and then it's, um, you know, and then we try to follow up on it. If the public reports something to us, you know, we, we usually need, we need more information. And so a license plate is, is one way to, to start or, you know, an individual or a name, that type of thing, so we can follow up. So that can be frustrating, you know, as you're just trying to work a case and you want to, you know, you want it to see it to completion and, you know, that type of thing. The, the moose season, you know, things change, habitats change. So with that, you know, you might not see as many moose hunters out because the moose population, things just change, right? Just, you know, like you can say the cycle of life. But years ago when I was going down, I would encounter this one group of hunters and they would invite me into their camp. It was just right off the river for coffee and it was great. And the one guy says to me, he goes, he goes, boy, I think you got the best job. And I'm like, well, what do you do? And he said, I think he told me he, you know, runs a dry cleaning place. And I said, well, I think I do have a pretty good job because I'm out here and I, you know, enjoy talking to people and enjoy, you know, just being out in the resource and in nature. And, and there's a variety. I think that's what makes it so fun. And there's a lot of different things we get to do. The seasons change and you're just shifting with that. And it's like a gift. It's just, wow, huh? you get to see this wildlife this morning or a sunrise, whatever it might be. I enjoy everything that I see, you know, whether it's grouse or it's, um, you know, the young of the year, that type of thing. But I have to say that if I'm walking a trail and I notice a bear track and then I say to myself, you know, maybe I'll get a glimpse of a bear. I just love that. I don't really want to surprise one with cubs. I don't want to surprise anything that's, you know, on a, uh, you know, that's feeding on something. And, and usually it's not the case because it's put your head on a bobble and pay attention to where you're at and know your, you know, know your situational awareness, right? So if you're along a salmon stream, you know, you just might be paying a little more attention. You know, you start seeing the half-eaten fish out of the water. Hmm, that's a clue right there. Um, but I just love seeing bears, brown bears, brown bears in particular, you know, they're just out there trying to survive, right? Just get by, not get eaten, eat, but not get eaten and just, you know, make a living just like the rest of us. I've had bear tracks next to wolf tracks and done, you know, I've taken a cast of both. And I thought, how lucky am I that I, you know, I miss seeing these critters, you know, you know, they're in, walking along the same trail on the same road here. And it's fantastic to know they're just out and about like we are.
We give wildlife a voice. And I think as an officer, that's what we do in whatever it might be from a fish snagging case, something very simple to a more complex, you know, having to do with migratory birds, you know, shooting of swans or, you know, a sublegal, a moose, that type of thing. But we give wildlife a voice. And I think that's what we try to do. This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Produced and story edited by David Hoffman for Citizen Race Car. Audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it.